A cannibal and his assistant are charged with castrating a volunteer, and a gym declares itself a church to avoid coronavirus closure, and a crematorium fire was caused by a 500-pound body. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I hope I'm funny today. (laughs) Hey, Mainstream News. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A cannibal and his assistant are charged with castrating a volunteer. A self-proclaimed cannibal and his assistant have been charged with castrating a 28-year-old volunteer in an illegal gender reassignment surgery that they performed on a wooden table in a remote Oklahoma cabin where they kept other victims' body parts in a freezer. This is the first paragraph of the story, and I'm already, like, blown away. Can I even go on with this story? Should I? You tell me, listeners. Do you want to hear more? About a cannibal and his assistant castrating volunteers. Who would volunteer for such a thing? I'm dumbfounded. Bobby Lee Allen, age 53. Thomas Evans Gates, age 42, were charged after being forced to drop the man off at a hospital because he'd lost so much blood in their botched castration. What a surprise! You got castrated on a wooden table in a remote Oklahoma cabin and you lost a lot of blood? Had to be brought to a hospital to be fixed up? You were... Botched by a cannibal? What a surprise. They came into contact with the man who has not been named on Facebook. Uh, that's a good place to find a castration castration surgeon. Just right on Facebook. There's a group for that. I don't know what happened. I went on the uh, cannibal Facebook group, and I was like, hey, anybody, any cannibals out there with an assistant want to castrate me? I'm just kind of bored this weekend. And by the way, they botched it. Can you believe that? I mean... <laughs> These free castrations, you know, they're not done well, apparently. According to the volunteer, they keep calling this person that got castrated a volunteer. Up, oh, right over here, I'll volunteer for the castration. According to the volunteer, Alan had advertised he performed the surgeries and that he videoed them for his own pleasure. Oh, that should raise a flag right there, buddy. Listen, I don't mind you castrating me, but you're not going to record it for your own pleasure later. I'm not going to have my castration surgery be the, you know, the fodder for your weird fetish afterward. Hell no. The victim traveled from Virginia to the cabin in Oklahoma for the surgery. This reminds me of that guy that traveled all the way to a hostel to get castrated in another story that I did. He drove, I forget where he drove, pretty far, and then got castrated in a hostel. This guy drives from Virginia to Oklahoma to the cabin for the surgery, uh, which Alan claimed he'd perform for free. For free. Uh, The victim said that Alan assured him he'd done the surgery many, many times, telling him no ER and no morgue. He was awake for the two-hour procedure. Awake for the procedure! Only receiving some numbing injections in and around his genitalia. I mean, that's injections around his genitalia. But awake for the procedure! Gates is said to have handed Alan tools to use for the procedure. Oh, that must be the assistant handing over castration tools. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you get roped into that gig. Yeah, being the assistant to a castration cannibal. Once it was over, Alan reportedly told the volunteer he was going to eat his penis and that he kept others in a freezer. Uh, uh, what? Did you run afterward? Oh, you can't run because you got, you know, you're bleeding from the from your member. 
Afterwards, the volunteer lost a considerable amount of blood. They keep calling him a volunteer. It's like unbelievable. Like, like it's a blood drive or something. Afterwards, the volunteer lost a considerable amount of blood, but Alan told him he would not take him to the hospital, claiming instead he would dump him in the woods. Well, this, you know, this sounds like murder, really, is what it is. He also told him once of a man who he'd left to bleed out on the table overnight because the man was, quote, crazy. Eventually, the cannibal and his assistant came to their senses. They decided the man needed medical care, so they dropped him off at a regional health center. The pair then tried to visit him in the hospital. They came back to visit him in the hospital. What is wrong with these guys? I mean, how confident are they? They think they can just perform castrations in a cabin in the woods, drop him off, almost kill a guy, drop him off at a hospital, and then come back and visit him, and that the police won't be there? You don't think this guy's talking to the police? Of course the police got involved. They searched the cabin and found a freezer in Alan's bedroom, which contained some testicles. They also found a six-foot-tall medicine cabinet full of various medications, medical utensils, pill bottles, a cartery tool, and more. Alan and Gates have been charged with conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery felony, practicing medicine without a license. <laughs> I mean, right? What about, what about cannibalism? Is that a charge? Now, I did a little search on voluntary castration, and there's some health reasons why you would do this, one of which is uh, the growing incidence of prostate cancer. Uh, given the detection of prostate cancer, 4% of all men in Caucasian populations can expect to go through medical emasculation before they die. Put simply, castration improves their chances of survival. There is, however, another group of men who are electing voluntary to become eunuchs and not because of illness or injury. This research paper from La Trobe University says that at the moment there are probably over 600 in Australia and interest in and access to voluntary castration here and around the world is growing because of the internet. Some of these men have a non-specific gender identity disorder, others a body integrity identity disorder, and some have extreme sadomasochistic paraphilias or fetishes. So just in case you're wondering why people want to voluntarily castrate themselves, I was wondering. Um, these are the reasons. But, I mean, at the end of the day, should we be meeting somebody on Facebook to do this? A gym declares itself a church to avoid closure under coronavirus restrictions. This is happening in Poland after gyms were required to close under new coronavirus restrictions. One sports club in Krakow has declared itself a shop allowing customers to, quote, test equipment for a fee and a church offering, quote, religious meetings to promote bodily care. Ooh, this sounds kind of brilliant to me. That's a nice pivot right there to go from the gym to the church, but you're still kind of a gym. Yes, we worship the bod. So meanwhile, hundreds of people joined a protest in Warsaw against the closure of gyms and swimming pools. They're very into their swimming pools, apparently, in Poland. We've, we want our swimming pools. They argued that if pubs and churches can stay open, so should sports facilities. And they're right. I agree. If pubs are open and churches are open, why can't the gym be open? This makes no sense to me. Well, the Atlantic Sports Club is not going to take this lying down. They're like, we are opening and we have exercise equipment. Everyone who wants to test our equipment for a fee is welcome. Just come and be ready to read from the Bible while you're on that treadmill. That's all. That's all you got to do, right? 
They also said, because fitness classes cannot function, from today religious gatherings will take place in our club for members of the association called the Church of the Healthy Body, conducted by our Council of Elders, our trainers, a.k.a. elders, right? <laughs> this is great. This is fabulous. Why not do that? Sure. Gym owners argue that there have been no outbreak of the viruses associated with sports clubs, which they say maintain strict sanitary measures. There also have been a show of public support for keeping gyms open, with one petition calling on the prime minister to reverse his decision, attracting almost 150,000 signatures so far. Oh, that's probably like half of Poland. Here's a quote from someone in Poland. Exercising has a huge impact on the quality of our physical and mental health. It is very important for us, especially now when our immunity should be strengthened. I agree. Some swimming pools have likewise protested the closures as well. Some famous Polish swimmer named Otilia Jedreszewskisk, a gold medalist at the 2004 Olympics, said she had presented the position of the swimming community to the government. There is chlorine in the water, she says, which makes pools a safer place than other places. And is that true? Does chlorine keep you safe from it? Now, the prime minister himself in quarantine following contact with an infected person announced these new restrictions this week in response to record numbers of coronavirus cases in Poland. The health minister has admitted that the government does not have everything under control. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. And, uh, and you're, it's very hypocritical to say that you can go to churches and pubs, but you cannot attend a gym or go to a swimming pool. That's my opinion. And if I owned a gym or a yoga studio, I would immediately start calling it a church. <laughs> I would. I would start splashing the holy water, all right, all over those weight benches, whatever it takes. I'd be like, let us pray. In downward dog. A crematorium fire in Virginia was caused by a 500-pound body. Now, it takes a couple hours to burn the average body in a crematorium. But it only takes minutes for a 500-pound body, apparently, to burn the roof off a crematorium. A fire that lit up the roof of a crematorium in Henrico County, Virginia, was caused by the corpse of a very oversized man that got way too hot in the furnace. Jerry Hendricks is the manager at Southside Cremation Services, and Jerry says he's never worked with a body that large in all his 20 years on the job. The body generated... Enough heat that firefighters said the rubber roofing near the smokestack was actually ignited. Here is a quote from Emery Sanford, a worker at another crematory. When a person is too heavy, the guy running the crem crematory needs to not have continuous heat coming down on the body. Otherwise, you know, it would just get too hot. The body of an average-sized adult takes two to three hours to cremate in a 2,000-degree crematory. And uh, you, as you can imagine, larger bodies take much, much longer. I don't know why I gave this Virginia crematory director a Boston accent. I just thought it would be fun. The article ends by saying the extent of the damage from this oversized person uh, wasn't immediately clear. Well, it sounds like this crematorium is going to have to make a change. If they want to compete out there, you need a bigger oven because people are getting larger and larger these days. I mean, really, it's true. I mean, I'm looking at the studies. There are more obese people in the U.S. right now than there have ever been. You're going to come across some people that weigh upwards of 400 pounds. It's just it's much more common than it used to be. And if you don't have the smokestack or the oven to handle this, I mean, maybe you ought to get out of the cremation business. That's all I'm saying.
or or you could just have a niche business where you just you know you're just handling very thin people i i don't know that could be a thing too i i guess you could call yourself a petite crematorium or something and just let everybody know look at we're not doing 500 pound persons okay you're gonna have to take that elsewhere a 500 pound person really is like two people really is what's going on here their oven can't handle two people at a time and that seems i mean i don't know how it works but i mean right that probably is a thing we're just we're getting too big and i don't think the uh the cremation equipment is just adapting quick enough but but what do i know i don't know anything about the cremation business i really don't anybody out there know what's going on here any cremation service industry people call the show 6464502012 educate me will ya hey what's up my weirdos loyal listeners of the show appreciate you for making it all the way to the outro and uh I hope that you guys found the stories fascinating today and maybe you learned something a little bit about the culture. Super important. Maybe you laughed a little bit too. I hope it's a nice break from mainstream news, which can be a little bit debilitating lately, um, especially coming up close to the election time. It's uh, It can be uh, a little much. I'm a little tired of uh, of the politics in the news lately. I'd much rather hear about cannibals uh, castrating people in the woods, to be honest with you. I think that's... <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not that. That's a little. That was a little over the top. That one, but uh, true nonetheless. I want to thank everyone who sent me articles last couple of days. Appreciate you, and uh, I want to give some thanks to someone who left me a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. This is from Scuba Steve FSU. Scuba Steve. That's from an Adam Sandler movie. Am I correct? I think so. Uh, Scuba Steve left me five stars and wrote. A nice break in news. Awesome podcast. Funny dude and a great idea for a podcast. Um, oh, Thank you so much, Scuba Steve. Appreciate that. That's really nice of you. You guys can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Amazon. And uh, I think there's some other places that have reviews as well. So if you're uh, – if the player – the podcast player that you use to listen to this offers a way of leaving a review, uh, please take a moment to do that. I'd appreciate it so very much. I'll read it on the air, of course. I'll give you some love. I'll give you a shout out to you and your family. Um, sound good? Sound good. Lastly, please uh, follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones and check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Yes, and you can get some bonus episodes on there and you can kind of join in the discussion that we're having. I like to put weird videos up there and then kind of get a discussion going around them. So uh, there's a little bit of that too. So there's a, there's a bit of, you get something out of it in, in addition to that good feeling of you supporting the show. So check out patreon.com slash weirdafnews and keep listening. I appreciate you guys very much and we'll see you tomorrow, which is Friday. And you know what that means. Florida Friday, baby. And if you happen to have a Florida article you'd like to send me, it's funnyjones at gmail.com or you could submit a story right on the website, weirdafnews.com as well. Hey Jonesy, this is Dave Tomskin. I've been a little bit behind on the podcast. I was just catching up. I watched the story where the Florida man, he was hitting a cop with the Bible. Man, I don't know who he was, but like, I, I thought maybe he was thinking, like, maybe he could go steal whatever he wants. He'd be like, hey man, I, I read the Bible. I know it, I know what's right and wrong. You can't, look, God, God says this is all right for me to do that. Man, so I I go to church, and I mean, like, it says you shouldn't steal, so I thought that.
everything. This guy's retarded. But I don't know what the heck he got into. Like, he probably found some mess bag from the beach. He probably had some pot because, man, it, he had some something strong. It probably went bad over those couple weeks in the ocean. And then he got some. He's like, ooh, ooh. And then he came getting a Bible, stealing clothes, so I put them on. And then he hit the cop in the head with the Bible and he probably stole. Yeah, but he also probably should have gave that Bible to that man who was doing the carjacking. Because, man, I don't, he probably had some of that, that pot, or I don't, I don't remember what it was. The bag that I think it might have been weed from the ocean, too. Because, like, I mean, who, how the heck are you going to freaking go over, try to steal a car, get pumped, like, get gas all over you, then go try to steal another car, then jump, like, run in a highway, get a guy to pull over for you, try to steal another car, then try to kick out a window of a cop car. I swear, that, that I don't think that they caught, like, they caught that one car, it had, like, 56 bags of, it had 56 bags of in it. Of the pot in it, man, I don't think they caught all of them. I think some of it spread to Florida. Because, man, he, they caught some, they're, they're in some stuff. They're probably in the same stuff. All right, well, John, I love your podcast, and uh, keep on doing what we're doing. Hey, Jonesy, it's Lily. I got cut off, and I just wanted to finish my message. Okay, so I was saying, I've worked in public schools, and I've seen the crazy things that parents will name their kids. I've seen kids with names like Tequila, Blanche, Falcon, Liberty, which Liberty is not so bad because it's like a nice concept, but there's some really dumb stuff out there that parents will name their kids. And like if you, and I've seen kids named like Hennessy, Nestle, Mercedes. Those are all brands. Those are all companies. And those companies definitely did not give those parents $19,000 to name their kids that. So honestly, I think it's a little bit smart that this Swiss couple was able to yeah, get that get that money, get that free Wi-Fi, and put the money to good use. You know, saving it for their kid. Because if there was a way, if I could do something for my kids that would save me ninety dollars a month, and I could put that in savings for them, that would be amazing. Because, like, I'm guessing that you don't have kids. I've never heard you talk about kids on the show, so sorry if I'm making that assumption. But like, it is crazy, crazy, crazy expensive in this world these days to raise children. Just like Google real quick and look at the cost of daycare and child care because there are families across the country that are spending ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year on child care. Even for us, like where I live, if I sent one of my kids, it would be two hundred dollars a week to send one kid to daycare. And I have three kids. So we're not doing daycare right now and that's the exact reason why. So, like I said, if there was a way that I could take the money and run, put some crazy company name on a birth certificate, and then just change it later, like, that would be amazing, and I would do it in a heartbeat. So, there's a little bit of perspective from you from, you know, somebody that's struggling. And I also, like, I'm, I wouldn't name my kids anything dumb, like, you know, after an alcohol or a car brand or a gemstone. Like, I don't have, you know... Sapphire and Ferrari running around my house, but there are people that do, and they think that it's cool and fine, and they did not get any money for it. So, honestly, I applaud the couple for getting getting paid for it, and um, that's all. So, thanks, Jonesy. Keep it up. I love you. I love what you do. Um, honestly, you're you're hilarious. And I mean, if this couple if this couple was in Florida instead of Switzerland, like. 
they would have been naming their kid after a strip club. Like, that kid's name would be Triple X Full Nude. Like, no joke. So, at least it's not that, right? All right. Awesome. Love you. Stay safe. Bye.